G'day guys, welcome back to the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K is in bank, and at HoopBallPels on the show on Twitter. If you'd like to give us a follow, that would be much appreciated, um, because the show has gone from strength to strength, and it's all thanks to you guys um, coming in and supporting us, and listening, and Tuning in and getting your hoops fixed through us at Hoopball and through the Pelican Scoop. So thank you very much. Now, we had a back-to-back um, controversial defeat against the Nuggets um, to start off with. And we'll talk about that and we'll get into the refs a little bit. I won't get into them too hard. I know a lot of people have and, um, you know, I probably will. I probably will um, crack a sad about that because I had to take a couple of days to cool down before I did this podcast. Um Thankfully, we then, on the second night of the road trip of the back-to-back, uh, we went off to Oklahoma City and, and thumped the thunder. Um, so that was really good and good for the soul to see, uh, just to keep that glimmer of playing hopes alive. Um, some of the other teams are helping with our with our work at the moment and, and going against the Spurs and, uh, and, and the Warriors, beating them in, in uh, various different contests. So the dream is still alive and hopefully we can... Um, we can win and we can get in there and muck around at the 10th spot for a little bit. So what else are we going to talk about today? We're going to review both those games. We're going to talk about uh, the final game of the road trip being the game tomorrow, uh, which we'll, um, we'll preview as well. And also a little bit of a rumbling uh, that an ex-Pelican might be joining my Perth Wildcats. So the, uh, the crossover we didn't know we wanted or needed, but uh, we're glad that it could happen. Apparently there is... Currently, an ex-Pelican uh, quarantining in Perth, so we'll have a chat about that and uh, see what that would also bring to my Perth Wildcats. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So, how about we get into it? So, before we start, of course, we'd like to thank the sponsors, MyBookie.ag. If you'd like to do some gambling, make sure you do it with MyBookie. There, uh, fantastic platform. And um, if you use the code Hoopball, you'll get a deposit match fifty percent. You know the jazz. Um, on all of your deposits and of course manscape.com if you need a shave or you need a moisturizer or nose trimmer or whatever you want um go to manscape.com use the code hoopball20 and that'll give you 20 percent off and free shipping and uh it'll tell them that hoopball sent you so thank you very much for supporting us if you go there okay so the last game we did a few in the last episode. We did three, I think it was. Um, in this one, there's only two games back to back. It makes it difficult to get the shows out directly after with the time difference, etc., etc. But enough excuses. Um, on Wednesday night, uh, US time, Thursday morning for me, uh, the Pelicans took on the Nuggets at Denver, and we had had a good win there before. Um, you know the. Nuggets obviously have uh, Nikola Djokic, who is an absolute freak. He's probably going to win MVP, and if he doesn't, I think he'll be pretty hard done by because the Nuggets are a formidable force, even with their injuries to Jamal Murray, um, Will Barton. The list goes on. There's about four or five. Monte Morris. Um, yeah, a few of them out. But nonetheless, we come in against them, and, um, you know, this was one that we actually started okay. Um, unfortunately... Turnovers were probably the killer. I think um, that that's probably the key thing. I mean, at the end, it was all sort of overshadowed uh, by a terrible referee call at the end and the last two-minute report that came out. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, 
but it really was one of those um, games that were pretty scrappy. We had 21 turnovers. They had 18, including for them five in the last probably five minutes or less. Um, and all of a sudden we were on. Now, we had no business being in that situation at the end of the game. Um, turning over the ball felt like just about every second possession, but uh, everything was scrappy. Nothing really flowed uh, too well. We, we shot uh, 49% for the game um, to their 50. They had 10 of 32 threes, and we had 12 of 30. So for once we outscored a team from three, but uh, that's not very often. Free throws, we only shot 79%, left five on the table uh, to their, and they left five as well, uh, 18 of 23. Rebounding, we, we won that. Um, defensive rebounding was good. Steals was okay. Blocks, pretty even. Turnovers, and points off turnovers actually evened out at the end, but for a while, it was a really big deficit, and um, it looked like we didn't have a chance in hell that we were going to get anywhere near it. Um to compete and, and we probably could have put the um, put the bench on and, and called it a night but instead they kept turning the ball over and we kept the guys out and um, we were on so we in the final minute it was 11-4 run um, the Nuggets held on um, behind Jokic having 32 points uh, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals and 3 blocks and Michael Porter Jr who looks like an absolute uh, weapon, he is a, he's a really good player despite uh, things he said in the media apparently Austin Rivers came out today and said oh he's actually a pretty good guy yeah well it is easier to pick your um, to clarify some of the things you say on the um, on the media but that's okay anyway he's just a kid 28 points 8 rebounds a steal and a block um, Campazzo was huge in the last quarter as well for them with 19 points 10 assists 6 rebounds 2 steals and a block Aaron Gordon struggled for the night he had a whole heap of fouls and just couldn't get his rhythm going um, and they were probably the main contributors for them. Um, and then the rest just sort of come on and existed. Austin Rivers has forgotten how to shoot. Um, I don't know when that happened, but he uh, was terrible. He had zero points and um, tossed up a whole heap of uh, shots. He had four three-point attempts and all of them looked unconvincing. If we go over to our guys, uh, Lonzo Ball had a triple-double. His seventh of his career, uh, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists, four steals, Two blocks, and he was probably our best player, I think. Um, six of 14 shooting. Um, and it says a lot when we weren't convincing at all, but he still managed to get a triple-double. Brandon Ingram was good with 27. Zion struggled to get 21. Eight of 17 shooting. We don't see him below 50% very often, but sometimes it happens. Bledsoe had 17 points, including a huge bank shot three in the last minute uh, that had no business going in, but it did. And all of a sudden, we were on. Um, Stephen Adams played 12 minutes. He's, uh, I think it's his foot um, or his toe or something has um, been playing up. So he only played spot minutes. And then it was all up to Billy and um, and Jackson Hayes to fill the void. We got 23 minutes out of Will, uh, Billy. 7 points, 5 rebounds. 7, 5 and 2 from Najee. Wenyan played 17 minutes, did pretty much nothing. Kyra played 17, did pretty much nothing. Jackson was solid in 10 minutes. One thing about Jackson is he has really come along in terms of his um, defensive awareness. I think he does get caught napping a little bit, and um, he is a bit of a deer in the headlights. But his athleticism is, is next level. It's not just the jumping abilities. He's running up and down the court. Um, you know, his ability to catch the ball. He has such good hands. Um, there's been some bullet passes that 
he had no business getting hold of, but uh, he, he manages to convert them. So we're pretty lucky having him. James Johnson returned. He had played seven minutes and uh, did barely anything as well. So a bizarre sort of game. Um, we go to the quarter by quarter. This will probably be pretty telling. Uh, the first quarter, Denver charged out with 35 to our 25, and then we sort of started slapping them back, 26 to 25, 27 to 27 in the third quarter. And then our last quarter, we went on a bit of a tear, 34 to 27, and uh, managed to to fall short by two points. Now, let's get to the bit that annoyed everyone. So, despite Lonzo's triple-double and, you know, all these other good plays in the last quarter. We didn't have any business getting there. Let me put that out. We we didn't deserve to win this game. Um, neither did they, because they kept throwing the ball away. But uh, for the majority of the game, we really didn't. Now, despite that, we managed to drag ourselves all the way back in. Big shots from B.I. B.I. made some huge plays down the um, uh, down the stretch and uh, in the clutch. And he, he was probably, yeah, actually, I think about it, he's probably our best player. Uh, Lonzo accumulated the stats, but B.I. was really good, especially in the last quarter. Now, the last two-minute report came out, and I think it was about oh, 1 minute 50 or something like that. Um, or not even that. It would have been about 53 seconds or something. Uh, we were playing, we were going to play the foul game, but what we wanted to do was get Campazzo across the line and um, and then trap him in the corner, and it worked once. So we thought, well, let's do it again. If, it's, if it ain't broke... Um, yeah, don't fix it. Instead, Campazzo ran across and grabbed Brandon Ingram's arm and, and drew a foul. Now, the foul was called. Campazzo went and shot some free throws. And when the last two-minute review, and, and Brandon had no intention of fouling him at that point. He wanted to trap him. Instead, the last two-minute report came out. And, and this is the problem with this report, is that it undermines the confidence in the refs to get it right. And yeah, okay, they're going to get some things wrong. Um... And that's why they brought in reviews and stuff like that. In this situation, and we'll get to it, um, we couldn't have reviewed, but they called this foul on him. And unfortunately, it um, yeah, it was frustrating because what happened is Campazzo grabbed his arm and instead of it being called an offensive foul and a push-off when Campazzo made the, uh, the actual contact, it was called a defensive foul and he went and shot free throws. Now, if it had have been an offensive foul, all of a sudden... We're only down by two, I think, at the time, um, and the ball goes back our way with plenty of time left to be in the in the game. And uh, unfortunately, we fell short on that. Um, kept going. Bledsoe hit a three. Brandon Ingram uh, got the ball off a, a trap in the corner and ran in and dunked it, which was fantastic. Now I think we had about ooh, something like nine or so seconds. Brandon Ingram makes a good read, charges in, um, bounces the ball down low to Zion in the dunker spot. Zion jumps up to dunk it, and Jokic slaps the living daylights out of his wrists. He misses the dunk, and no whistle goes, nothing. They just play on no call. So then PJ Dozier gets the rebound, and we foul him with 0.5 of a second left. Now, because there was no call played, uh, no call made, the... There's not possible to then make a review. You can't review a play that there was no call made. Um, so because they didn't call a foul, or yeah, didn't call a foul or any type of um, infringement, we couldn't review it. We couldn't challenge it. Uh, it was clearly a foul. And there was three umpires on. And now 
those are the ones that you need to be able to review regardless. So if, if we'd found, we found PJ Dozier straight after, that's a stoppage. Wouldn't you think that you could go and review that play and say, oh, hang on, let's just make sure of it. Um, we've got a stoppage now. We're not, um, you know, when they go and review later on, was it a two or a three? And they just do it in between later on down the game. We'll do that because you can always call it back. He hasn't shot free throws. It's not going to delay the game any further. Um, go and check. Oh, yep, no, it is a foul. And and make the right call. I just think it's it's so frustrating. I mean, one thing the NBL, the Australian Basketball League, has brought in is none of this umpire running over to check the screen themselves. Basically, they want to review something. doesn't matter when it is. It doesn't need a coach's challenge, nothing like that. They can just check it. And, and they call ahead and they wave or do a little review hand signal. And it goes upstairs into some magical place uh, where an umpire is sitting in front of the screens and makes the call for you. They just double check whether it's an out of bounds, whether it's a flagrant foul, whether it's a clear path foul. It takes about, I don't know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds maybe. The umpires don't have to walk over, get a computer screen out. They have another trusted umpire who just checks. He goes, oh no, hang on, the, the ball was off x instead of y the ball should be going the other way and it doesn't take long it doesn't interrupt the game and you're sitting there going well at least they get it right and they can do that any time in the game i don't see why if the umpire's not sure they can't throw it upstairs in every well, just about every other sport this review system that you can check when you're unsure the afl aussie rules football if it's touched or if it hits the post if, if the goal umpire can't tell it whether or not it's a goal well then they throw it upstairs they they go and review it and tell them, yeah, no, hang on, no, it was touched, or no, it was a goal, or it was a point, or whatever. You know, it it's so frustrating that we don't use this technology that we have and put so much onus on the referees. Now, I read an article about the referees as well. So apparently they all, a whole heap of them got done for COVID protocols and, and got put on the 14 days. So they must have been having an umpire party or something. And at the moment, we're using G League umpires. There's been such a shortage of umpires that we've got G League umpires. We've got um, sometimes we only have two. Sometimes there's no senior umpire. They're all sort of pretty new to the league. And honestly, I think the umpiring is something they need to get sorted. It needs to be good. It needs to be sorted. Because you're trying to build a, a, a an entertainment, uh, I suppose, well, you're trying to build entertainment, I guess. You're trying to, to be able to sell entertainment to people and have them come and watch and say, wow, that was such a fantastic game of basketball. And the least interference from an umpire, the better. It shouldn't be dictated by an umpire missing a call or making a call. If there's a foul there, call it. Don't put your whistle away because you think someone shot too many free throws, which apparently one of the umpires said to, um, to Stan Van Gundy after the game, he said, well, how many free throw attempts did Zion have? That's regardless. It, it uh, like by and by, it doesn't matter. If you're hacking him, if he shoots thirty free throws, well, he shoots thirty free throws. So give it to James Harden when he flicks his arms out. Zion doesn't complain at all. He doesn't play for it. He just gets slapped. It's so frustrating. But unfortunately, we fell one hundred and twelve to one hundred and fourteen. Um, but I've got to do something about that because that was appalling. That was really bad. We could have gone to overtime. We could have, um, you know, it could have been an M1 if he had been able to finish through, you know. Instead, he gets slapped. You don't know what he would have done, how it would have gone. Even if he had missed his two free throws and we lose by one or we lose by two, well, at least you have the opportunity to finish the game off. But 
we'll never know. Um, it was disappointing, but I suppose you get that. Now, after that disappointing loss, we moved on. We hopped on the aeroplane and we took off to uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and took them on. We were now 28 and 35 on the season there, 21 and, 20, and 41. Have had a whole heap of injuries, ran out like two 15-year-olds, I think. They look like on the photos, some real young guys out there. Uh, Lou Dort being their, their all-star now, I guess, their star, averaging 25 points for the month of April. Um, it was him, Moses Brown, Maladon, uh, Baisley and Pasevsky. P- Pukevsky? I don't know, I can't say it. Um, he's a really tall, seven foot two, small forward um, from Serbia. I think he's very, very long and very skinny. But uh, he looks like he's going to be a bit of a player. So Lou Dort was their best. He had 17 points. Uh, Moses Brown, five and 18 rebounds. He was pretty solid. Maladone, 16. Baisley's 15. Uh, Mihailik, off the bench with 12. Roby had 13 off the bench and 9 rebounds. Now, the thing about this team is that it's almost like a G League roster in that everyone's trying to play for the next contract. Shy's out, or Shay Gilgis Alexander's out, um, you know, other guys like that. Al Horford's not playing, Mike Mascala didn't play. Um, they are really pretty thin in terms of uh, players and, and how they're going to proceed. And, and they're tanking, you know, they're trying to get a top player in this year and fair enough, they're not, at this point, shoot your shot because it might draw the attention of someone else who's going to offer you a contract or it means that the OKC will re-sign you and give you more money, etc, etc. It's all a business, so you've got to show out when you get the minutes. We came out and slapped them around, 109-95. Zion uh, bounced back after his Pretty average game. He still had 21 points the last one, but he had 27, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal. Um, and on that, he was 12 of 24 shooting. Lonzo was okay with 6, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals, and a block. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Bledsoe was pretty bad, 7 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Billy got the start because Stephen Adams still out. 13 points, 10 rebounds, assist, 2 steals, and a block. Um, Najee Marshall off the bench, 8-7-3. James Johnson, 12 points. He played 20 minutes. He was solid. Jackson Hayes played really well. He had 8.7 rebounds, two big blocks, uh, three of five shooting in 20 minutes. He was good. And Kyra had four points. Wenyan we saw in the first quarter for about uh, three minutes and 30, I think, and that was all we saw of him. But uh, good to see him earning a few minutes. Uh, apparently, Nikhil, by way of update, is only uh, a couple of week well maybe not even that long he started running and conditioning so hopefully he's not too far away before he returns um so that'll be good uh did he uh join the team but he hasn't played yet he's just sitting at the end of the roster i didn't even see him on the bench actually but uh no doubt he will get a run out soon enough um so what do we think of this game well it's a good confidence booster we it was one of those danger games i think where if you let him in um you know, they they would take it. And I think in the last quarter, it was pretty obvious because they kept coming. They didn't stop at all. So we started 31 to 20 in the first quarter, second quarter, 29 to 23, quarter three, 19 to 25 in favor of them. And, um, and then the last quarter, we pulled away with 30 to 27. The issue was, is that we let them go on these runs. Instead of putting the foot on the throat and closing them out, 
we were up by, I don't know, 25 or something at one point, um, and they kept chipping away. At one point, it was back to 12, and, you know, that has been, I suppose, the difficulty with this team is that we needed to stomp them. And, I mean, when you shoot 5 of 29 from 3 for the whole game, 17%, uh, yeah, they weren't good. We didn't shoot many threes at all. We didn't hit many threes. We must have used them all up in the last game. Uh, 14 of 19 free throws, 44% on the night. They, unfortunately, were even worse. They shot 38% on the night, 28% from three with 11 of 33, uh, 39, pardon me. Um, rebounding was even. Turnovers, well, they had 22 to our 12, and we exploited it. We had 23 points off turnovers. They had 13. So you're happy with that. You know, that's a good result that um, we belted them off their turnovers. We punished them. And I think that's something that we haven't done too consistently throughout the journey is that when we get these turnovers, we don't then go and uh, we cause a turnover. We don't then go and score off them. So it was good that we did that. Um, hopefully Stephen's back soon. Although, you know, like I've been saying, Billy has, has really stepped up. He got another double-double. He's solid with 13 and 10, um, you know, and, and he's he's gone from strength to strength. So it's good to have him. He's starting to shoot threes as well. But I mean... On the night, our threes were no good. Najee had two, James Johnson had two, and Brandon Ingram had one of five. Um, Lonzo was zero of eight from three, by way of um, <laughs> by way of update. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. But you know, Josh Hart, he um, I think he's still a little while away. Like I said, Nikhil's not too far away. Stephen Adams, hopefully, will be back the next game or. The game after, I think actually I saw he's announced that he is still out. So, what do we think? What do we think of this game? It was a must win. We had to win this. Um, you know, it was absolutely something that we needed to do for the team. Um, and especially if you want to make this play in. So, at the moment, we're sitting, I think, three games outside of 10th behind Golden State. And we play them three times coming up. Now, They've just got smashed by the Minnesota Timberwolves, who we take on tomorrow. That's going to be a danger game as well. They've been on a bit of a winning streak. And um, while they can't do much, um, they've won six of... Oh, they're on a four-game winning streak in six of their last uh, ten. So, you know, six and four, um, they're, they're, they're rolling. They're rolling a bit. Uh, Warriors have lost the last two, so we need them to keep losing. San Antonio, same thing. Unfortunately, with San Antonio, we've we lost the tie break against them the other day. So now, if we draw with them for tenth, we fall to eleventh. They they go ahead, but we'll see what happens with that. It'll um it'll be interesting to see how it all um how it all comes together. And if we actually think about um think about it in the big scheme of things, is it going to make any difference for us making this playing game? Probably not. Uh, I think this is all just playing for pride at this point, and uh, nothing really is going to come out of it except we fall further in the uh, in the lottery. But um, 28 and 35 on the season, we're chasing 31 and 32, which are the Warriors, and 31 and 31, which is the San Antonio Spurs. Hmm, interesting. Current play-in is Portland, Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State, and I don't think I want to play any of them. Um, who knows? It'll be interesting, nonetheless. Now, coming up, we have the game tomorrow. The road trip continues. We head up to Minnesota to go and play them. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think 
Carl Anthony Towns has been rolling. Um, they smashed the Warriors yesterday, I think. Uh, yesterday, the day before, something like that. Uh, yeah, 126 to 114, the same day we played the Thunder yesterday. Um, and, you know, Wiggins and Curry. Curry's just been balling out. He got 37. Wiggins had 27. Um, to Towns and Edwards, who have just been outstanding. Ricky Rubio had a big game in that as well. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough game. Um, D'Lo coming off the bench, which is interesting. So... See what happens with that if he starts there or if he starts or he starts on the bench again. Um, Billy's brother, Juan Hernan Gomez, has been playing as well, so it'd be good to see those guys catch up. Um, but yeah, this, if we want to get in, we've got to win these games. We've got to go on another, I don't know, win two, three, four, five more games. And it means stomping the, um, the Warriors when we take them on. I mean, next game is. Like I said, Minnesota Timberwolves. Then I think we get a day off. Yep. And then we go back to the Smoothie King Center and we take the Warriors on the first time. And then we play them back-to-back and we take them on a second time. And then we get a night off. We get two nights off, actually, which is nice. And then we go away and play the 76ers. So, you know, that's a tough one. But if we can take those two Warriors ones at home... um, I think we'll be laughing and, and it'll really hold us in good stead. So, before I wrap up, like I said, there was a little bit of news floating around NBL circles, the Australian Basketball League, that Will Magne, uh, former Pelican on the two-way contract, um, is returning to the NBL, potentially. Uh, they've got to play nine games to get into, or to be eligible to play in the finals, in the uh, playoff series. So, perhaps he's signing with Perth. We don't know. He could just be that might just be the first point of contact that he's coming to Perth first and then flies off somewhere else. But it uh, would be pretty handy to get a big man like that uh, joining the uh, the Perth Wildcats. My Perth Wildcats, as we try to go for a three-peat in the championships, um, that'd be really good to win three in a row. And uh, I think he would be very welcome addition to the team. But uh, it's all conjecture, nothing confirmed, nothing from his camp. But uh, what a matchup. Perth Wildcats and, uh, and New Orleans Pelicans, one in the same symbiosis that's probably not the word but uh i'd be happy to have him i know um yeah it'd be pretty good to get him and uh i know getting that pelicans connection as well he doesn't get picked up to the nba for being a slouch you know he's pretty handy so it'll be good to see him join the team if possible otherwise i'll hate to see him play for someone else because yeah he's pretty handy but anyway that's enough of me I'm going to leave it at that. As always, I am Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At Hoopball Pels is the show. This is the Pelican Scoop. Look after yourselves, mask up, and uh, we'll see what happens next time. Bye for now. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture Blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky Blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky Blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture Blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture.